0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. What up,
1: bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host. And this week, I am recording, well, actually, spoiler alert, i got to tell you, I'm recording ahead of time and I never, ever do this. I normally always like to leave it to the last minute and give myself a cardiac arrest by recording on a Thursday for the Friday. I don't know why I do that. Is it self-sabotage? I don't know. Um, but I'm actually recording ahead of time. And the reason is because I listened to a podcast this morning and what it was saying resonated with me so much. I felt really cool to just come and open my laptop and just start recording this episode. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was like the end of January, I did an episode called Micro Changes for Massive Results. And the premise of this episode was pretty much Atomic Habits. If you've read the book Atomic Habits, so many of us have heard of it. It is a huge self-development book. It's got incredible research in there about how to change your habits, how to keep habits, how to achieve your goals through small daily actions. And it is something that for me right now in my life just keeps cropping up everywhere I look. Everywhere I look, it just keeps cropping up. And it's something that I have been really living. I've been like living and breathing it since the new year. So as I said, I was listening to this podcast, which was Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. And it was the episode with Paul Brunson. God, we love Paul Brunson over here. Friend of the pod. We love Paul. Now, this very small section of this episode, you know, this episode was like nearly two hours long. And this was like a 10 minute section. And it was all about low self esteem and low self esteem when it comes to dating right because they were talking about dating obviously and it just really resonated with me and i really wanted to share what i learned and also expand upon it so you may be thinking what has low self esteem got to do with setting goals and achieving them and what's it got to do with manifesting and with the law of attraction but your self esteem determines your self-worth and that determines what you allow yourself to receive, what you deem yourself worthy of receiving in this lifetime and how abundant you allow yourself to be. And when I say abundant, you know, we don't just talk about money. It's are you worthy of receiving love, of receiving all your dreams come true, of receiving accolades, of receiving a family, you know, anything that you want? Do you deem yourself worthy of that? Now, the problem is a lot of us don't for various reasons. Childhood trauma, um, adult trauma. There's a lot of adulthood trauma. You know, people talk about childhood trauma all the time. What about fucking adulthood trauma? That's the shit that's fucking me up. So, How can you increase it? How can you increase your self esteem? How can you increase your self worth? How you perceive yourself, your relationship with yourself? Well, there are some really easy, really basic ways. And this is where we come back to the really small changes, the really small actions that we repeat, that we repeat daily. You can set yourself small, achievable goals and regularly accomplish them. This on the path to mastering something will boost your self-esteem. Now, we've talked about this in a book and I can't remember which one. We've done so many books in the book club at this point, I cannot remember, like they all blow into one. But there was something in there about on your way to a really big goal, setting yourself lots of smaller goals that you can accomplish in a quicker amount of time and celebrating accomplishing those goals. Because if you are at the bottom of a staircase you know, and the staircase reaches up through the clouds and, and the end goal is in the clouds. you ain't never going to get there, bitch. You ain't never going to get there. I hate to break it to you because you're just going to lose your motivation. You're going to lose your inspiration. You're going to lose your momentum on the way. However, if every 10 steps or every three steps, you have like this achievement, this this celebration of like, oh my God, look how far I've come. I've, I've done this small thing every day for a week or I've achieved this one thing. That is, is what will keep you going until, bitch, you'll be through those clouds. You'll be up through those clouds into the sun and you'll be achieving that long-term goal. So there are so many ways that you can start to build trust with yourself and respect for yourself by achieving small daily goals. Now, if we're talking about self-development and generally just living your best goddamn life, it might be saying, I'm going to commit to journaling for five minutes every day. It could be committing to exercising every day, seven minutes. You know, I talk about it all the time, but there's an app called the seven minute workout and it's fucking amazing. It's free. It's free. And it's seven minutes. If you can't commit to seven minutes, like take it smaller. Take it smaller. You might want to do five minutes of the seven-minute workout. That's absolutely fine. It's better than nothing. You might want to commit to meditation. It could be, this is one I've done recently, committing to a skincare routine, just saying no matter what, I am going to cleanse and moisturise my face twice a day. Like that is going to be my commitment to myself. It could be cooking, doing more home cooking, more healthy cooking. Perhaps it's keeping your house clean and your environment clean and tidy. This is something that affects so many of us, including those of us with ADHD, undiagnosed and diagnosed, where you end up having random piles of shit all over your house. It could be keeping your environment clean. Theme. but basically what these all boil down to is how do you act when nobody is looking how do you treat yourself when no one else can see no you know no one can see what's going on in your mind no one can see what's going on in your house when the doors are shut so how you act when nobody is looking and keeping commitments to yourself when nobody else is watching that that is what is going to increase our self esteem. That is what's going to increase our self love, our self worth, our respect for ourselves, and our love for ourselves. Now, I've talked about this in previous episodes you know I have, about how when I was younger, I never went to school. I never went to college. I never turned up to work. I was the most unreliable person. And it was only through making small commitments to myself. You know, I quit my job in my late 20s and I wanted to work for myself, wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to have autonomy over my life. And that was really important to me. And the reason that it had taken me so long to do that, despite being so unhappy in a traditional employment nine to five environment was because I had no self-trust. I had no self-respect and I had no self-love because every action I'd taken up until that point had proven to me, you can't turn up on time. You can't turn up five days a week. You can't be consistent. You can't do the job. You can't get the work done. That was everything that my my actions and my body had been telling me for years and it was true. And it was only through small consistent actions that I actually realised, oh, I can run my own business. I can turn up every day. I can turn up on time. I can have good relationships with my clients. I can trust myself to do this. So lots of people think that self-esteem is what we've accomplished. And we automatically assume that if somebody has a huge accomplishment, like they've won an Oscar, or they've won a big business award, or they've, you know, done 10 marathons or whatever, I don't know. um, They've accomplished something big. They think that that person would have really high self-esteem. But it actually isn't the big accomplishments. It's the small ways that we treat ourselves every day. So, If you say to yourself, right, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up at 7am and I'm going to have a shower and I'm going to be ready for work on time and the children are going to be on time to school and everything's going to be, you know, easy breezy. But then that morning comes and what do you do? Do you get up at seven like you promised yourself? No, you hit the snooze alarm five times and then you're late and then you don't get all the things you wanted to get done in the morning. Your morning routine goes to shit. Everyone's late. That one decision To not keep a commitment to yourself, you may think that wouldn't have like a massive effect on yourself, right? But let's be honest, it's not just one day, it's going to happen many, many times. Every time you don't keep that promise to yourself and you act out of alignment with your goals and how you want to live, it makes a little tiny, a little tiny chip, like a little dent in you in how untrustworthy you are in keeping promises to yourself. And this will happen hundreds of times in a day. It's not just about waking up in the morning. It could be how you nourish yourself with what you consume food-wise. It could be the amount that you move your body. It could be uh, the people you surround yourself with, the, the way that you allow yourself to be treated. It could be how you keep your environment. So this happens hundreds of times a day. It becomes how you see yourself. And you start to tell yourself... I am the kind of person who starts a diet and gets all excited and then two days later I'm eating pizza. I am the kind of person who goes to bed late and struggles to get up in the morning, go to work on time. I'm the kind of person who makes plans with my friends and lets them down last minute. I'm the kind of person who lets my house get into a mess and I sit procrastinating on my phone rather than sorting it out. So basically, all of these actions and all of these statements are... I am someone who says they'll do something and doesn't. I am someone who is untrustworthy. I don't trust myself. And when we say untrustworthy, we think I'm not untrustworthy. I'd never, you know, steal from my friends or I'd never lie. We're not saying in that sense. We're saying that you can't trust yourself because you say you're going to do things and then you consistently don't. But let's fit this around to the positive. Once you start to do the work on yourself, once you start to consciously decide to make small changes in your life, and honestly, the small changes I've made in my life have been the biggest changes. They've been the biggest ones that have changed my life in more ways than I thought possible. You can start to turn these statements around and say, I am the kind of person who shows up and gets the job done every time. I am the kind of person who keeps my environment clean and tidy because I know that it helps with my mental health. I am the kind of person who takes the time to read and work on my self-development. Or I am the kind of person who respects my body and how I treat it is important to me. Do you see how these small actions build a picture in your mind of how you view yourself. Because remember, how we view ourselves is completely different to how other people view us. Other people might think we have our shit together or they might think that we have a good relationship with ourselves, but it's only truly inside we know how we feel. And remember, you gotta be with you for the rest of your goddamn life. It's just you and you till the day you die. So you need to have a good relationship. And I say this from a place of like, I've honestly been in both places. My whole childhood, adulthood up until my late 20s, I didn't trust myself. I didn't like myself for a lot of the ways that I treated myself. And there was just a lot of disrespect there. Like I said before, you know, not getting up in the mornings, not going to work on time, not committing to things I said I was going to do. And it was only through really small commitments to myself over time that I now... Can trust myself 100%. I can sit here today and I trust myself to run my own business, to be the boss of my own life, to be the sole income of my family, of my household. I have no fear around that because I 100% trust myself. As I sit here right now, this is my birthday weekend, I'm child free. I'm going out tonight. I'm super excited. And I did tell myself that this whole weekend I was going to just like relax and like do fun stuff. But the truth is, I wanted to come up here and record this podcast, but also, I'm really learning to like manage my energy and right now I'm ovulating and it's all good and I've got loads of energy and I was like, you know what, I'm going to come up here and record this so that when that period does come and I feel super low energy, my future self will thank past ovulating me for getting this in the bag and recording it when I feel inspired. So all of these little actions I take build this trust in me. I also love me. I love me so much for building this life for myself and for my children. I love me for all of the actions that I take. You know, just before I started recording this, um, I planned out my week a day early because it's Saturday, but I sat and I planned out my week. Um, I did that because it's half term. I'm gonna have the children at home a hell of a lot more. There's no school. There's not. I'm choosing not to really send them to nursery much that week, um, because I want to have a quality time with my children at home. So I planned out my week. I figured out what work I need to get done before they, you know, they're all home. I booked my Tesco slot so that my food gets delivered. I meal planned for the week. I did all these little things that help future me, half-term me, and what that does is that builds this love and respect for this person. That is you. It's you. It ain't nobody else. Um, And it's such a wonderful thing because when you have that love and trust and respect for yourself, you allow yourself to manifest more. Now, real talk I ain't the fucking holy grail over here of self love and self respect. There are still some ways that I really don't love and respect myself. There are some areas of my life that I haven't fucking got figured out. Uh, some of those areas would be my health. Like that's something I'm really working on this year. And I've got to say, Touchwood so far is going well, but in the past, you know, up until this point, I have not treated my body with much respect at all with regards to the amount of exercise it has, with the things that I subject it to, uh, mostly the food I give it, like fucking horrendous. And in other areas too, you know, with love and relationships and stuff, um, There are other areas of my life where, trust me, I haven't fucking got it all together. So this is always like a journey. This is always an improvement. Like you're never gonna be there. You're never gonna be, you know, 100%. Like there's always work to do. And I just wanted to be really honest with you guys there that there's some areas that I've like, I've fucking got it. I really love and respect myself for the, what I've given myself. And there's other areas where I'm still like, oh, Fran, you're such a dick. Like you're such a dick. Why are you doing this? So the great thing about small commitments is they are really, really easy to do. And this is something that uh I think it was Paul, it was Paul Brunson or it was Steve Bartlett was saying in this episode was small commitments are super easy to do, but they're also really easy not to do because they seem small and trivial. So start by keeping these small commitments to yourself and this will be a pathway to really, really massive results that we are seeking in our life. And you can apply this to any area of, of your life. Now, we see people all the time who are like literally living their best fucking lives, the top of their game, like the the leaders in their industry. And we see them and we're like, fucking hell, like people who run ultra marathons. I always think of that Ashley Kane. Like if you... <laughs> If you are starting with your health and fitness goals, which my health and fitness goals at the moment that are being set to me are 8,000 steps a day. That's all it is. 8,000 steps a day. Now, if I looked at Ashley Kane's uh, Instagram page and saw, you know, running ultra marathons, swimming the fucking Red Sea. I don't know what he's doing. All kinds of stuff. You just be like, oh my God. You see people who have like the top jobs in their industry. Just last night I was watching TV. I very rarely watch TV on a Friday night, but I saw that Jimmy Carr, the English comedian, has two TV shows in a row on a Friday night on Channel 4. Two TV shows on primetime Channel 4 TV on a Friday night, one after the other. That's insane. That's insane. You know, there's people that have top podcasts that I think I saw recently that the Luana podcast has 10 million downloads a month. I celebrated when my podcast got fucking 10 million downloads in its goddamn lifetime. So you see these people that have these huge, huge successes in whatever area uh, that they're in. And we think that there must have been one big decision that they made or one big break that they got. But it's not. It never is. It's just tiny actions every day towards those goals, towards those dreams. So by starting small and making small changes to our lives, we build habits. And the great thing about habits is habits are us on autopilot like they are they are us not thinking like once we have a habit it's just us on autopilot like those initial tasks that once seemed so huge are now completely effortless so a great example of this is this podcast when i decided to start recording a podcast i had to sit down with a notebook and pen and i watched i think it was 8 hours of um Buzzsprout YouTube videos now if you want to start a podcast there are many people that will charge you thousands of pounds to learn how to start one save your money go to Buzzsprout this is no affiliate this is no link but they really do teach you everything from how to export the file which microphone to buy on Amazon like they literally do it idiot guide style and I will always always be a pretty I feel really really emotional do you know what I actually had a bit of a um I was gonna say relationship, but then that sounds really like dodgy there. But I had a bit of a um, a communication with the owners of Buzzsprout for a while, and I, I had to say to them, "Do you know what? I'm I'm so thankful that you put that information out there in such a clear, easy way, because at the time I had absolutely no money, and." You gave me the opportunity to learn how to podcast and to start this whole thing. Like how fucking incredible. Like I'm just always so thankful. So if you are interested in starting a podcast, honestly, check out Buzzsprout. Um, it's all there. But I remember sitting there with a notebook and just working out every factor of how to physically create a podcast and to get it out there. And now look at me. Now I open my laptop, I flip it open, it's almost an autopilot and I sort of, you know, I press record and I, and I export it and I upload it and, it and it's all done. It's become really, really, really effortless. Another thing that is more recent in my life is counting calories and tracking your steps. So I recently signed up with a, like a fitness and online kind of like, I don't even know what you call them, like a a coach, like a fitness and nutrition coach. That's exactly what you call them. (laughs) And he said to me, the first week, I just want you to track your calories. So like count your calories, put in all your food, what you're eating every day and track how many steps you're doing. And I don't want to make any changes until your diet or anything until you've done that for a week. And that, to me, felt like such a massive task. Like, what? Count my calories. Like, how do I know what the fuck I'm eating? Oh, it just seemed impossible. And I know that sounds like really closed mindset, but I can be a very closed mindset person. And, you know, even the tracking the steps, I was like, well, I can't track how many steps I've done because I purposely don't have my phone on me a lot of the time. But, you know there's ways to overcome that. I got a little over the shoulder bag. I put my phone on flight mode and I carry my phone around with me now so that it can track my steps. I've got used to putting in all the food that I eat every day and counting the calories and just being really aware of what I am consuming in a day. That felt really tough those first few days. Now I'm a week in, it feels pretty much effortless. And the reason that he said don't make any changes to your diet until you've done this for a week is because remember a couple of weeks back, it may have been a month or so ago now, I did the podcast about small changes. And I was saying that any change, even a positive change, even a change that is going to benefit your life, that will make you feel better, a change will act as a stressor to us. And we really can't take any more than two changes at a time. That's why people find it so stressful to move house. I remember when I moved house, I literally went into a fucking burnout because you don't know how all the little bits and bobs in the house work. You don't really know the little quirks of the heating system and how long it takes to get hot water. And, you know, this door, you have to, you know, do the lock this certain way, like wiggle the key. You don't know all these. And so we're being bombarded with all these little micro changes that you're just like, oh, I can't deal with it. And you have a little mini nervous breakdown. That's fun. So even if you are making small positive changes, remember just to limit it to like maximum two at a time because we do not have the capability to take on more. Now, the great thing about this is as you make small changes and those small changes become habits, your tasks and your changes and your habits become bigger and bigger that you can take on. They become bigger and more impressive. And the reason you're able to take on those bigger, more impressive challenges is because you have the foundation of those smaller habits under your belt. So a great example of this is I recently recorded with Paul Brunson in a studio in London. We had several camera angles. It was all set up. It was recorded professionally. There was an engineer, all that jazz. Now, That to me, even a couple of months ago, felt really, really out of reach. Like I said, I can have a really closed mindset, especially when it comes to technology. Now, this all started with me back at Buzzsprout on those free YouTube videos, learning to record at home alone, and then being consistent with doing that every single week. Then learning how to record with a guest remotely via Zoom. Then my friend Aaron, Shout out to Raising Boys to Men on uh, social media. If you've seen him, he's all about co-parenting. He's great. He told me which studio to use in London and, and, and literally step by step what to do and how to do it. And then boom, there I am, recording in a studio, my own podcast with a you know a big TV personality with several camera angles and you know, all, all the all the bells and whistles that go with it. Something that to me that felt so out of reach was suddenly very easy. But that was only because of all the steps that had come before. Does that make sense? Another example is, we did a book in the book club called Style Therapy. And it was all about dressing for the life that you want. And it went through this, you know, this age-old problem that so many women seem to have, which is like, I have so many clothes, but I've got nothing to wear. And for a while, I went through a real rut. I would say after the pandemic. Because the pandemic really did a number on us. You know, before the pandemic, I had one child. I was living in London. I was going out all the time. Spend three years being in your house and have a twin pregnancy, and you know, not don't leave your house. You suddenly don't know what to wear when you go out. And I remember me and my friends every time we went out, they're like, "What do we wear now? Like, what what do people wear? I don't know what to wear." And it became like a real problem because. You know, you may be thinking, this is just clothes, Fran, it's not important, but what we wear and how we present ourselves to the world and how we feel, again, is really important for our self-esteem, how we perceive ourselves and what we allow ourselves to receive and how we move through life. So during that book, I made some real shopping mistakes. I felt the need to get some basics or staples, but the thing is, they weren't staples to me. And one of the things that we learned in this book is about outfit formulas. I was basically trying to completely transform my wardrobe and I was trying to transform my entire look and how I dress, which is a huge task. You know, that is a huge task. There's a reason why people have jobs in fashion. There's a reason why people are stylists, because it is really hard. So one of the things that we learned in that book was outfit formulas and We learned this at the time and yet it didn't really like, like occur to me. Like it didn't properly like knock on my door until just recently. And I discovered an outfit formula that I really like, which for me is just like a really casual t-shirt with a short skirt and like boots. Like for me, that little outfit combo. When I go out now, I feel really confident in it. I feel really comfortable and I really love it. So now I'm slowly building variations of that look rather than trying to overhaul my entire wardrobe and build a style where every day I'm dressing for the life that I want and I'm, you know, it's not, it's too overwhelming. It's like when you set a fitness goal to, you know, I'm going to be a size 10 and I'm going to be going running every day. It just is too overwhelming. So I've stripped it right back and I've just said, right, I found this one outfit formula I like and I'm slowly building a couple of variations on that. So I now have a couple of different skirts that I like and a couple of different t-shirts that I like wearing with it and a couple of different boots. And so that's just an example of like, Not trying to build a whole house in one day. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to overhaul my wardrobe or overhaul my fitness or anything or build a world-class podcast in one day. It's just taking one small building block and just starting with that. And you know what? I bloody love that about the book club is the books in the book club will haunt you. They will haunt you because you don't just read them in one afternoon. You read it alongside an entire community, we discuss it, we immerse ourselves in it for a full month. And I find myself being haunted by those books and myself learning new lessons months or years later. So even now, from style therapy, when I discovered that little outfit for me, and I was like, I really like this, I feel really comfortable in this, it took me back to that book, and I was like, oh, yeah that's exactly what she said in style therapy (laughs) and the same with atomic habits you know for some reason now two years after I read that book just from this January I just have really been like living and breathing that book and it's really bizarre because I read it years ago but this happens all the time if you want to come and join the book club with us we're doing a new book every single month come and join us I'll leave the link down below um So anyway, we often just need to find an example that resonates with us and brings that concept, that theory, that book to life. Even now, as I'm recording this, I never normally batch record my episodes or I never record them in advance. However, like I said earlier, I am ovulating today and I just have this real high energy And I feel the need to like share and communicate. That's part of ovulation. If you are into cyclical living, oh my God, I could talk about it all day long. Um, And so here I am, being productive and getting the work done that best suits the phase of the cycle that I'm in right now. You know, this is a book that we did in the book club, uh, Do Less. And, you know, it does affect our lives in so many ways when we can take lessons and we can take uh, methods and concepts and ideas from people and actually apply them into our lives. Anyway, sorry, this has not become a book club uh, promotion reel. This was just saying that, you know, so many of these things that I've learned, they really do affect my life and they really do transform my life for the better when I use them. So anyway, I hope that you have found this episode really helpful. I hope that it has given you a renewed enthusiasm for atomic habits for small changes, for ways that we can really see big results through small everyday changes. And if you want to hear more on this, like I said, I did an episode on this about a month ago, you can go back and listen. It's called uh, Micro Changes for Massive Results. And thank you so much for listening. Um, If you've liked this episode, please do Girl of Solid. You can rate, review, subscribe. You can share this episode on your social media and tag me and I shall tag you in return. Um, and yeah, just, just let people know about the pod. If you know anyone that could do with some self-development and some manifesting magic in their lives, it would really help me out. If you're not following me on Instagram already, what are you doing with your life? Come and check it out. I'm at Francesca Amber and at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. And I will see you next week. The Law of Attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Hold up.
0: What was that?